Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Everybody, welcome. We're going to get to good Brother George, Brother Jorge. How are you doing? Very good. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, my friend. How's the audio coming through for you? Oh, sounds great. I hope you can hear me okay. Can you come any closer to your mic? How's this? Is this better? Brother Gary, can you hear Brother George? Yes, I can. Okay. All right. Brother, good morning. Do, you, do you prefer George or Jorge? Well, Jorge is the legal name, but people in America call me George. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I know it both ways. I spent a little bit of time south of the border, and uh, I used to have a friend in high school, and he was known by George, but uh, he liked to uh, throw the substitute teachers for a loop, and so one day we had a substitute teacher, and they were doing roll call, and they, they came to him, and they said, what's your name, sir? He says, my name is Jorge, and I was thinking, Jorge, I didn't understand that was Spanish for George. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, yeah, yeah. My cool. mom's from Cuba. She gave me that name on my birth certificate. Oh wow, Cuba! Um, mm-hmm. I know she's probably got some stories. Did she live over there during the time of the um, takeover by Fidel Castro? 
No, but her parents did. Uh, she married my dad in 1945, and they came here. But we had relatives there, and uh, I can just boast in the Lord of how in 1959, I was five years old, and have a photo of me holding a gun between two gorillas in front of the presidential palace after Castro took over, Whoa. and then almost... 40 years to the week later, I'm back in Cuba leading my cousin because my cousin's standing next to me. He was in Castro's militia. And 40 years later, I led him to Jesus Christ and his mother. They oh, both come home to be with the Lord. What an exciting story. I mean, they had guys like Che Guevara over there, and that was a pretty, um, that was a pretty tough place to be. And still oh, is today. And it's very tough even now. It's the worst. We have... 120 students in our school in Cuba in five campuses. So we've continued to um, go there frequently. In fact, I may go there this summer for a visit again. Uh, but things are hard, the hardest they've been since Castro took over in 58 and the 59. Brother, I had no idea. I'm so glad I asked you that question because I just learned some more about you. This is awesome what you're doing, uh, ministry there. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here with. Pastor Gary Stafford, and very special guest, Brother George Parrott. Brother Gary, um, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, Brother George... I think uh, we can open our program with uh, Dr. Jorge Parrott uh, <laughs> beginning us in prayer. Let's do it. Brother Parrott, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, Heavenly Father... We just give you all the glory, praise, and honor. We thank you that we're alive today only by your grace and your mercy. Lord, we pray the blood of Jesus over this broadcast, Lord, for strong bandwidth and strong signals. Lord, as your word goes out, we know it won't return void. And Father, we pray for souls to be touched, to bless, to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered. For you are omniscient, all-powerful, all-loving, and your love has prepared the way through Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, for us to be saved and reconciled to you, Father God. And we just thank you for this time together. Bless each one. Bless each home. Lord, bless them in their work, in their ministry, in their relationships. And Father, we just thank you that you are faithful to complete the good work that you started in each of us. Amen. 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 Well, I just want to uh, welcome our listeners, and uh, I need to say good day and good evening to our fellow listeners. Uh, how in the world are you as we are scattered all over the world? And uh, thank you for your support and continuing to return every week. Uh, as you hear, uh, we have a guest today. That's Dr. George or Jorge Parrott, who will share his testimony uh, with us in just a few moments. And I'd like to uh, welcome our first-time listeners. We have a guest most weeks, and the variety of testimonies you will hear are awesome. I tell you, they are awesome. I've learned things I never knew before, and uh, we invite you back to decide if you, too, want to 
hear our program every week, as do others. And uh, just a reminder for those turning in and forgetting or being a first-timer, just a reminder, we will be having Worldwide Communion toward the end of the program, and you'll need to take a moment to get some bread or a cracker and some grape juice or wine or whatever you'll be using, for God is more concerned with a repentant heart than what is in the cup. And just do what you will do uh, reverently. And uh, now, on with our program, and uh, Jorge has got three boys, and two grandchildren. And so you can see that he too has a, a family, and uh, that family is puts up with the things that he has to do. And uh, uh, Jorge uh, was born and raised and educated in Jackson, Illinois, until the age of 18, having five brothers and sisters. And uh, I'm going to ask you, Jorge, tell us what you did after you left town. Stand by. Brother George, are you muted? Check and see. Okay, I'm sure we're still connected. Uh, Brother George, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear oh, you fine. There you go. Okay, Brother Gary, um, we've got Brother George, and ask the question again. Well, I'm just saying that uh, George has uh, grown up uh, having five brothers and sisters and being educated in Jackson, Illinois until the age of 18, and then he took off. What did you do, Jorge? Yes. Thank you so much, Gary. It's great to be with you all again. And we um, only owe my life to the grace of God. I did all types of work when I was younger. You know, I grew up in the turbulent 60s and early 70s, and I went to college for a short time but felt that, gee, there had to be more to life. And so I was searching for love, searching for truth. I was brought up in a a mainstream denominational church, but no one had talked to me about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So, you know, uh, I had hippie friends, I had jock friends, I had nerdy friends, and the Lord gave me a gift to be able to get along with many types of people from many backgrounds and a real hunger to know God. I used to love going out in the in the woods and just walking with the Lord. Those were some of the most precious times of me encountering the Lord. But it wasn't until my early 30s that I really um, asked the Lord Jesus into my heart as Savior and Lord and repented of my sins. And 
Uh, you know, I had friends that died of uh, drug overdoses. I had friends that were murdered. I had friends that went to prison for drugs. And God always watched over me. And by his grace, I was never arrested or never uh, in danger. And I had drank so much alcohol as a teenager. By the time I was about 20, I just got tired of it and just felt there has to be more to life than just the party scene. And so I was a seeker, traveled around the U.S., hitchhiked, uh, slept in tents, but I could always find work. And uh, my father um, was a man who knew the Bible, who was a miracle child himself, and he just put in his, his sons and daughters, uh, a great work ethic. So I could always find work and I always got promoted quickly and, um, but didn't know what I was going to do. Like I couldn't figure out how to settle down. And by his grace, I met my wife when I was 21 years old in Boston. We both worked in a seafood restaurant and my wife, Anna Marie, who's today is her birthday, so say a prayer for Anna Marie Parrott, my wife of 45 years, and uh, my best friend after Jesus. And um, we got married and started to have children, but we were kind of like in the new age and different things and didn't know um, the Lord as Savior. And it's just by his grace that he watches over us before we acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. He's so full of love and mercy and grace. And there may be some of you today who are asking questions with all the craziness in this dark, evil world. How can we make sense of it? How can we find peace? Well, we have the answer for you, and that is only found through giving your hearts to Jesus Christ as Lord. I'd explored different well, religions. Yes. Yeah, and... Uh how did you find the Lord? Uh, I think uh, our listeners would be interested in that, and especially our radio listeners, because your life was transformed by a radio program. Yes, actually it was a, uh, a TV program. I had listened to radio a lot and TV shows and had gone through a very dark time in my life. We'd had a, um, a failure in a business. And so in my early 30s, I was near the end of my rope. I had considered a suicide, but because of my wife staying with me and encouraging me and our three beautiful young sons at that time. Um, I just knew that there had to be a better way. And so I tried Jesus and boy, did he meet me and change my life forever. And we had been blessed with, uh, with work and business. We recovered. We moved from Maine at that time in that dark period to Virginia. And we moved into the Bible Belt and found a good church to go to, and boy, did things start to turn around. We started to, to sow and tithe to our local church and even make some vows and follow those through. And the Lord was so faithful to forgive me of my sins. It was like, I'll never forget the day that and the hour when I gave my heart to Jesus. It was like uh, getting an internal car wash of everything scrubbed clean. And I just wept and wept and wept with thanksgiving and praising him. And as we grew, we hungered more for 
all that the Lord had to offer by the seven spirits of God. And we began to encounter him and have dreams and visions. And I was in the marketplace and had been in, in sales and marketing, and the Lord was really uh, blessing us, and we were able to get a, a nice home and a nice area for our children to be involved in church and a good school, and things just really began to change and open up, and it had always been in my heart to be able to travel to the nations, and so um, after about 10 years after giving my heart to the Lord, the Lord opened a way for me to go into international missions, and the Father God had blessed us so extravagantly in our business that gave me the time and money to go, and I had no idea what I was going to get into entering in missions, but I saw people in poor, dire poverty, but so full of the joy of the Lord, and it's like, wow, this was amazing. And then when I came back home to America after those first few mission trips, I'd walk through airports in America and it was like feeling, wow, everybody in America is having a bad day. But these people in, in Cuba or the Philippines or in third world nations had such joy of the Lord and loved the koinonia fellowship of their communities and their churches. And it was the beginning of an epic life-changing faith adventure, encountering the Lord. And then I began to see so many miracles of people being healed dramatically, healed of cancer, blindness, deafness, um, even uh, scurvy and leprosy being healed in different countries. And part of my mission and calling is to help Americans and people in the West encounter the living God in other cultures to help bring revival to America and, and those in the West where we seem like we're, we're lukewarm or we think we know it all and our carnal intellect can so get in the way of what the Lord wants to do in our lives that we were created as spirit beings before the world began. In fact, we read in Psalm 139, 16, that before the foundations of the earth, every day of our lives were written in Abba Father's book in heaven. And through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, when we accept him as Lord and Savior, it says in Hebrews 4.16 that let us come now with boldness and confidence to the throne of grace to receive mercy and find help in time of need. So our God is such an extravagant, all-loving, understanding God. And I've met many people over the years that have been wounded or offended or or neglected or rejected by local churches, and they don't feel that they fit in. But this is about a relationship with the creator of the universe. And our intimacy with him is what opens doors of, of love, of understanding, of his agape love, and his prophetic destiny that he created for each of us to be able to walk in the fullness of his joy. And that we can count it all joy when we face trials and tribulation for it strengthens our character and it builds our trust or faith in Father God. And we have so much to be thankful for despite of the turmoil and the chaos in the world and rampant corruption and 
we can be that salt and light to bring hope and encouragement to people to build their faith when we know that we are new creations in Christ Jesus, that our life is not our own, that he instructs us, he guides us, he comforts us, he never leaves us nor forsakes us, and he takes us into these these realms in the spiritual unseen eternal realm that is real, and it, our, our calling is to be all that he created us to be, not to be a copy or a clone or a duplicate or a replicate of anyone else. He made us, and you each who are listening to this are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just want to encourage you to ask questions of, of Father God. When this program is over, depending on where you are, what time zone you're in, ask him questions, even ask the hard questions, for he knows each of us better than we know ourselves, and that he wants to meet us. He's always running to us. Uh, oftentimes, I was a prodigal son. You might be a prodigal son or daughter, but uh, you are never beyond redemption as long as you still have a pulse, that the grace of God is beyond anything that we understand, and he wants to give you that peace of God that is beyond understanding. And there's another scripture in the New Testament that says that it's his peace in us that overcomes the world and even destroys the works of the enemy as we encounter him more and more. Some of you may be asking, wow. well, what is the importance of salvation? And what is the first step? And I want to cover this because we are all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of the Father. And that Amen. God's grace is more than enough for us to be saved. And I want to talk now, about... Jorge, yes, I, excuse me for interrupting you because you have so much to share. You know, you had many visions and encounters with the Lord because there was answer to prayer, and people out there are wondering if there is answer to prayers. And you mentioned the word relationship. They never, ever knew they could have a relationship with God because he always was in the church a pedestal. And he was upon a pedestal uh, in statue form, and they never realized about that relationship. Can you share something that uh, transformed your mind or led you in a new direction? Yes, I can. One that comes to mind, Gary, is um, around the year 2000, um, I was up in Virginia on some business. Uh, we had moved to uh, the Carolinas in 2002, and I was up in Virginia wrapping up some of our real estate business, and I was alone one night in bed praying, and I love how the Holy Spirit interrupts us. We can be praying our, our agenda or what's on our heart or what happened to us that day, and uh, just a little background, my earthly father 
my birth father was was a, a wise, loving man. He knew the Bible well. He took us to church. He put in us that uh, that strong work ethic that I mentioned earlier, and he loved me with all his heart. I know that, and so did my mother. And um, I was praying in bed up in Virginia in 2002, and the Holy Spirit interrupted my my prayer uh, track that I was on, and he said. These words, my love for you is stronger and so much more than your earthly father's love. I know that he loved you with all his heart, but that is just a, a barely a shadow of my love as your heavenly father. And wow, that hit me. And I began to weep and weep and receive this revelation of our Heavenly Father's love. You know, I had a great earthly father, uh, I would say a perfect dad. And uh, he loved me with all his heart and all his family, and he worked so hard for his family. But then when the Holy Spirit spoke that, it changed my understanding and perspective of our spiritual Heavenly Father, our creator's love for us in such a way that it changed me forever. I still can remember as if it happened right now, because those moments in, our, in eternity are, are very real. They're more real than what we experience in our life on earth. And, you know, human beings are so fearfully and wonderfully made. We're the only creatures or creations in all the universe that can be two places at once. We're in the here and now. We're on this radio program today. I'm in my home, in my little office on the, the computer sharing with you. But the Bible says we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And that's an eternity. And after Jesus was raised from the dead and he was seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father, it says that he was seated far above, high above all principalities and powers and every dominion, and that we are seated with him in those heavenly places, and we are being trained and equipped through the trials, through the victories that we have in life. We're being trained for reigning, and the Bible says that if we are faithful in the small things, then he will find us faithful and worthy in the greater things. And so this life is all preparation for living in eternity and ruling and reigning with the Trinity, the triune nature of God from eternity in that place that is more real than what you see around you wherever you are at now in the world. And so I encourage you to pray and to seek the Lord. We think we may have all the answers, or we may be brought up in a, in a culture or a society where the, we put too much value on the carnal intellect, but God is a spirit. You are created in his image, and you are a spirit person. And as you uh, take authority that we have through Jesus Christ, because Jesus said that the Father gave him all authority in heaven and earth, and he gives us that authority that we can speak to the storms literally 
and spiritually and take authority over them and bring the peace of God into that situation, even to speak to storms that they go a different way or they dissipate and don't cause harm, death, or injury. So we have this authority, and what do we do with it? It's it's not for our own comfort. It's not for our own self-preservation. It's for living for the Lord, Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? And he said, to lo love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we've been blessed over the last 25 years in missions that we've helped over a million people around the world, many times through disaster relief, through distributing humanitarian aid and helping people. More people are in migration around the world than ever before in history. So a lot of what we do is help feed and care for refugees. And doesn't matter their background. They could be um, atheists or Muslims or Hindus or, or witch doctors. We help them with the love of God. The Bible says, by your love, they shall know you. And that's what sets believers in Yeshua apart, is the demonstrations of our love that we would selflessly give of ourselves to help out our brother and sister, because all are created in his image, people from different backgrounds, different tribes, different tongues. And it's our call to help fulfill the Great Commission to preach the gospel to make disciples of every creature and disciple every nation. And we have seen a dramatic impact in countries where only by his grace we've been invited to speak sometimes before not just ministry leaders or churches or groups of many denominations, but also business leaders and government leaders, meeting the president or kings of different countries, to be able to sow seeds of hope and life that we have in Jesus Christ alone. And many are amazed that we would come around the world from where we are in the West to go to them, to tell them how much Jesus loves them and that Jesus died for them. And through the miracle gifts of salvation, which include saving of our souls, forgiveness of sins, healing, wholeness, deliverance, that we have all these benefits as we step through that door of salvation. And I want to be sure to allow time for people to pray the sinner's prayer, to ask the Lord into their hearts as Savior and Lord and see the transformation begins. In salvation. You know what? It would be a, a perfect moment to do that and yes. lead them into the kingdom because they didn't know that their past would prevent them from entering into the kingdom, and they don't know eternal life is a gift from God, not earned but given for those who would believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that he died on the cross for our sins. Could you do that? Yes, Gary, be happy to. You know, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we read in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, 
so that all those who believe shall be saved. And your sin is the act of breaking God's law, and the wages of sin is death. So if we continue this sinful lifestyle, we will die physically and spiritually. However, God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us so that we could have eternal life in heaven with him. And when we accept Jesus as Savior, we are saved from the sinful, death-fulfilling lifestyle, and we're given a new nature by God himself. And now that Jesus Christ has saved us, it's our job to live out our salvation by following his instruction given in his word, which is like his love letter to his creations, his children, his family. And so let's pray this prayer and just repeat after me. Father, God, I have sinned and I'm a sinner and I need you as Savior and Lord. I repent of my sins, and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, you know each and every one of them. And right now, I just ask you to forgive me of those sins, sins that I committed or even sins that I've done that I don't know about. Lord, your, your grace is sufficient for me. And Lord, I acknowledge my weakness and that I can do nothing apart from you, Jesus. Lord, that I cannot figure out life on my own. I need you, Lord. Lord, help. Oftentimes, when I pray or I don't know how to pray, I just say, Lord, help. And he's there. He's here now with you. And say this, I invite you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior in my heart. Come into my heart as Savior, as Redeemer, as my Messiah, as my Advocate, as my High Priest, as my Chief Intercessor. And Lord, I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. You died on the cross for my sins. You healed all my diseases. I thank you, Lord, for the completed work on the cross of Jesus Christ. And I repent of those sins. Lord, and I just give my life to you. I surrender all to you, Lord, for you are holy, you are pure, and you alone, Lord, are worthy to open the Lamb's book of life. And I see him writing <clears throat> many of your names in the Lamb's book of life even today as you prayed that prayer. And the Bible talks about thousands, even 10,000 of angels singing when one soul gives his or her life to the Lord Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you for healing, for wholeness, for deliverance, as your peace floods into their lives right now. And they feel the warmth of your Holy Spirit. They feel that tingling, like that electrification, in their, their fingers or their feet or their bodies buzzing with this eternal charge that is the love of God that permeates and destroys the darkness and covers up our sins. And Lord, you alone can make us as white as snow as you cover us by the blood of Jesus and what you did for us, Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. 
And we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Give us understanding and revelation and give us increasing hunger to know more about these mysteries which have now been revealed through Christ's coming. We thank you, Father, that you know the end from the beginning and that you are so faithful to complete the good work that you started in each one of us. And Lord, so those that are saved now, brothers and sisters listening, are praying for those who just gave their lives to you, Jesus, that you're not alone. So contact Omega Man Radio and contact Gary Stafford for prayer and follow-up. And if you've never given your heart to the Lord before, or if today's a day of rededication, that's fine. First John 5.13 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. That's often for believers who may have backslid or felt distant. The Lord is welcoming you with open arms today to welcome you into the family, the kingdom, to take that straight and narrow path that leads higher and higher beyond what man thinks or can imagine, exceedingly abundantly beyond all that into the, his vast dimensions of his beauty of holiness, of his love that transcends time or trial or tribulation, that transcends the challenges of this life or our poverty or our brokenness. And oftentimes the Lord works in such mysterious ways, his wonders to perform that he can take the brokenness and give you an increased mantle for healing to minister to those that he brings across your path, comfort and hope, and that you've been there, but God brought you through it as he's bringing you through the trials of even you're experiencing this week. So God bless I you. I thank you. <laughs> I thank you uh, for that invitation to give their life to Jesus Christ because he died on the cross for their sins. And if they have made that uh, confirmation in their spirit and in their soul, they have done the most important thing of their life to offer up Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And there is no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, that the fullness of God's grace, mercy, love, and compassion is upon you just the way you are because he's forgotten all sins. He's cleansed you of those things which you have done in the past, and God knows we need it for all the sin and fallen short of the glory of God. And your life is day one of the rest of your life. And God will reveal your destiny because you were born for a calling. And that calling is your destiny and the things that you must do because he has work already pre-planned before you were formed 
in your mother's womb. Would you believe that? Hallelujah. Woo, exciting. (laughs) And the thing is, is that that destiny has been abrupted, abrupted because of the situation of where somebody has aborted a child and they're carrying the heaviness of what they have done and even God will forgive you for taking that child's life and destiny if you but come with a humble heart and a forgiving heart and a repentant heart to accept Jesus Christ and you're not alone. There's 60 million children that never saw their destiny. But the thing is, is that we're talking to a man who is filled with responsibilities, filled with uh, bringing up over a million dollars to meet the needs of 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 countries where they've lost a a hospital, an orphanage, or something like that because of the extreme weather that we've been having and have had in the past. And the thing is, is that this man is stopping all activity throughout the world for this hour that you might know the calling upon your life, the salvation that sets you free of all sin, and to answer the call with, Yes, Lord, as he calls upon you to do countless things. And and Jorge has done just that. He said yes, Lord, to the things and um, love conquers all. And Amen. tell them a little bit uh, and before communion about what you just came back from in, yes, in Central America. Yes, Gary. Actually, we've, and I give the glory to the Lord in every area, but we've helped over a million people and we've raised nearly a hundred million dollars to help with humanitarian aid around the world of expanding the kingdom of God, winning souls, discipling the saints, equipping the church. And we just got back from Ecuador, um, a few days ago, and we had our graduation of our Spanish school of CMM College of Theology, where we give accredited Christian degrees around the world online. This is our 16th year of doing it, and we have dear friends, Drs. Gustavo and Andrea Cadena in Ecuador with our Spanish school, and they had students there from even America, from Panama, Colombia, and other countries. And we also have our our main school in in America here in Fort Mill, South Carolina. And we have, as I mentioned, the school in Cuba. In Cuba, we have 120 students with five campuses and students from 26 different denominations. So our heart is for 
the deep unity that Jesus prayed for in John 17, that we would be one as Jesus and the Father are one. We also have a school in Canada and one in Thailand and one in Burma and new schools being prepared in Uganda and Nigeria. And so we had a beautiful graduation uh, down in Quito, Ecuador with dear friends and families. We go down at least once a year to see how the Lord moves in that culture and in the South American continent with students and friends from many schools. We also have ordained pastors around the world. We're blessed with over 800 uh, CMM ordained ministers around the globe, uh, people from different backgrounds, all loving the Lord, hungry to grow, staying humble before the Lord, because the Lord loves a teachable heart, a broken heart, a contrite spirit, that we know that it is only by his grace, for we were saved only by his grace, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, but God, not by works, so that no man can boast. I can only boast in the Lord, as the Apostle Paul said so well. And the other day I was reading a scripture about that he, he glories in his weakness. For when we are weak, then the Lord is strong. And so it's through this humility, godly humility, that he helps to grow us and to mature us as mature sons of God to take our place, to, to represent or be an ambassador of heaven on earth, right where you are, you can fulfill everything that the Lord created for you, because he says that my sheep know my voice, that he speaks to us by the Spirit of God, and that as we hunger and we get into this stillness before God, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, and we get in that quiet place, growing in, in our intimate relationship, as you highlighted earlier, Gary, it's about relationship with the Lord, that he wants to know us, and we want to know him, but he stands at the door of our heart and knocks, and we have to open that door of our heart to let him in, knowing that he knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows us better than ourselves, and it's better for us to be humble and acknowledge that that we are only saved by his grace. It's not of works. Some people think, well, I try to do good. Well, that's not enough. Being good won't get you into heaven. Or you may have grown up in a, uh, with a father or grandmother who was a pastor or a priest in some church, Christian church. That won't get you into heaven. You have to personally go through that process of acknowledging that you're a sinner and that you need Jesus as Lord and invite him into your heart, for he says that those who believe will be saved. And Jesus even said, the work of the Father is to believe. So I pray that each one of you would believe the way that he created you to believe, that you would go beyond your own efforts, your own personality, your own intellect, thanking the Lord for the way he made you, that he fearfully and wonderfully made each of you. But there's so much more as we surrender and yield and desire to partner and align, fully surrendered to the way of the Lord, that our life is not our own, 
And so be blessed as you hunger and grow in humility before the Lord. You know, the Apostle Paul said when he was a young young man and, had get, and encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, and soon after that, he said, I'm the chief apostle. But we read later in, in the book of Acts that as he was an older man, he, he said, I'm the least of the saints. So he had encountered what the humility and growing in the wisdom and stature of the Lord, as we go lower in this life, we actually go higher, ascending into the presence that Jesus made a way for us, that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus because of the completed work on the cross. And when Jesus did that, it truly was a completed work because it stood for all eternity, for all mankind. And Jesus said, no man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus is Amen. the way the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by Jesus Christ. I, I, you know, time doesn't permit us to, to uh, share all of these things, but I understand that uh, so a seed in the harvest comes to my mind. I, I don't know why. So the uh, a seed in the harvest. Does that mean anything to you? Oh, yes, it does. That, that really with our words, you know, the, the word of God says that the power of life and death is in the tongue and that we need to always be speaking those seeds, seeds of faith, seeds of life, words of encouragement that we don't um, speak or curse our brothers and sisters. In the book of James, it says that how can we call ourselves sons of God if we curse our brothers who are also made in the image of God? That we need to be those representatives of, of his love, that we would love and see what God sees in our brothers and sisters. And oftentimes when I meet strangers or new people could be in the marketplace or Walmart or overseas, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do you see in this person? And you can go up and say, and you can ask them, can I pray for you or can I give you a word? And I just felt I wanted you to know how much God loves you and that he made a way for you. And you may be facing an extreme trial or pressure, turbulence in life, but the Lord is showing you the way through. And even as we do that and speak those words of kindness and love and hope, those are sowing seeds continually. So, uh, Lord, make the, our words the pen of a ready writer that we are speaking words of eternity, of truth, of love. And, you know, sometimes um, we know the scripture that says to speak the truth in love, and, and we may give a prophetic word or an utterance of what the Holy Spirit has given us to someone. And they say, well, that's a offensive to me, or you hurt my feelings. And you could say, I love you, brother or sister. And the reason I'm saying this, and I don't mean to be confrontational, but because I care for your eternal soul, I don't want to see you going down this path or making this mistake. And let's pray together for the Lord to show the divine way of escape, because Jesus is always the way of escape from the trials and the tribulations that we face in life.
Amen. And you know what? We take uh, communion at this time. So I, what I'd like to do is lead us into communion. And uh, for those who are hearing this for the first time, you might want to write down First Corinthians 11 and uh, verses 23 through 26. And we do this every week. And the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, and I have my cracker. Let us take communion together. Uh, and he broke it and then blessed it. And, Lord, we ask for your blessing on this as we take this together in a worldwide communion. Thank you, Lord. And in the same way, he took the cup also at their supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until it comes. Let us do this now, for by his stripes we are healed, and through this blood offering, our sins are washed clean and remembered no more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. And uh, you notice that Shen, uh, that um, Jorge mentioned about taking communion, and he talked about relationship relationship and I found something here I'd like to share and this is in 2nd Corinthians 6 and it's talking about the father's relationship there's that word that that Jorge uh, used and in 2nd Corinthians 6 uh, 2 16b, 17 and 18, I'd like to share these words with you, take them to heart. God is speaking, at the available time I listen to you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. For some of you, that's today your day of salvation. 
and behold, now is the acceptable time. Well, he knew that. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And for many of you listening, it was. There is more for you to read, but I will turn to verse 16b, and I will dwell in them. Oh, my God. I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. What is that? That's a relationship. Therefore, come out of the world in their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. And what? I will welcome you. Then he goes on to say, I will be a what? A father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. My friends, he knows everything about you, and he calls you his sons and daughters. Welcome to the family of God. He loves you more than you know. All right? So, can you please, Jorge, give us ways in which we can contact you? Because there are mountains of information that we need to know, each one for a different reason. But each one is hungry for more of God. Can you share how we could do that? Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Gary. We have a website at www.cmm.world, and we'd love to hear from you. And you can email our office at OfficeCMM, which stands for Christ Mandate for Missions, OfficeCMM at gmail.com. And we have intercessors around the world that can pray for you. We have ministry teams that would love to minister and speak words of life and hope and encouragement and comfort over you and your family, your church, your co-workers, um, your business owners. Um, we have many people that are available. We also have healing teams that can pray for your healing needs And we've seen miracle after miracle, and we give all the praise and glory to the Lord for healing people, even of cancer, of alcoholism, all types of serious illnesses, even over a Zoom call or call on WhatsApp or Telegram. And we invite you to contact us, and we'll be happy to pray for you and share with you some resources that you can grow in your faith, growing in the stature of Christ that he created you for, and we'd be happy to share those with you. Just contact us again at Office CMM, like Charlie, Mary, Mary, OfficeCMM at gmail.com, or go to our website at www.cmm.com 
www.christianedgeneration.world. And if you're interested in furthering your Christian education, you can go to www.cmmtheology.org. And our new classes are starting this fall in most countries in late August and September. And we're accepting applications. And we may have some scholarships available if you apply soon. So God bless you. And thank you so much, Gary. I want you to know what a blessing it is that there's hope where there is frustration or no hope right through your organizations. And uh, a lot of people are not aware that you're on the board of seven nonprofit organizations as you serve as president of CMN and CMM College of Theology. You're always involved in church planning and humanitarian and missionary organizations, and I don't know how you do it. So it's only by the, the people, <laughs> Some of the people out there have the heart, but they don't know what or how best to do it and the order of things and uh there will be answers through Jorge and through his ministry that he has mentioned. Could you give that again? Yes. Yes, you can visit our website at cmm.world or our School of Theology, offering Christian accredited degrees around the world in different languages at cmmtheology.org. And our email is officecmm at gmail.com. And we have, as I said, many uh, intercessors, prayer warriors to pray for you, also ministry teams. We also have many anointed uh, leaders with CMM, faculty and ordained ministers that are available for mission trips to your nation or country as God leads and provides, or we do online training and conferences um, through um, Zoom, and we offer these services. We have many people, many gifted teachers that are all very anointed and very loving that are prepared to help you in your walk with the Lord and also to offer training conferences, miracle crusades, pastoral training, leadership training, open-air marketing, uh, evangelism, all types of ways to grow into the fullness and the joy of the Lord, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and he's releasing and imparting that joy to you today, right where you are, that you can have a, a fresh sense of renewed hope that hey, all things are possible through God, and you can do all things through Christ who makes a way for you as you acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, and you humble yourself knowing that when we are weak, then he is strong. So God bless you all. We love you and look forward to hearing from you. And I'd like to say that now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power 
at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we think, ask, or think. And that comes from Ephesians 3.20. And that's for everyone listening who is doing the work of the Lord. He wants to encourage you. And Jorge will be that encouragement, that direction, that leading, the encouragement to further yourself in preparation for the second coming of the Lord. And Brother Shannon? Great word today. Uh, Brother Jorge, what an honor to have you here with us. We've got to have you back on. And um, gentlemen, what would you like to title this episode for the archive today? Go ahead, uh, Jorge. Yes, I would say um, jump in the living water. The Lord is waiting. I love that. Praise God. Brother Gary, how do people contact you in your ministry? Well, that's justintimeministries.com. It's all there. All right. Gentlemen, God richly bless you. Thank you for coming on, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Brother Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. And go forth, fellow listeners, and do the work of the Lord. Amen. 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 Friends, stand by. We're going to uh, set up for the next program. Hold on.